Welcome to Nonprofits Let's Cut to the Chase, a micro podcast series brought to you by the Greater Cincinnati Nonprofit News, your connection for nonprofit news and jobs. In each episode, you will join Jane Page Steiner, owner and publisher of the Greater Cincinnati Nonprofit News, as she talks with leaders and professionals about topics and issues of interest to the nonprofit community. Tune in as we cut to the chase and help you quickly gain knowledge and insights on important nonprofit issues. Welcome to Nonprofits Let's Cut to the Chase. I'm your host, Jane Page Steiner. We all know volunteers bring value and play an important role in the success of nonprofits. According to a recent study from the independent sector, a volunteer's time is worth an average of $24.14 an hour. That provides a measure of value, but how do you define volunteer impact? In this podcast, we will be talking about why measuring your volunteer impact is important and how to know what you should be measuring. I'm very pleased to welcome Aaron Grant as our guest today. Aaron is the Senior Project Manager at People Working Cooperatively, where his work includes managing their volunteer involvement program. Aaron also serves as the president of the Cincinnati Area Volunteer Administrators Network. Welcome, Aaron. Great. Great to be with you, Jane. Thank you. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners to stick around to the end of the podcast when we will hear a fun joke from Aaron, as we always like to end with a smile. Also, if you want to learn more about Aaron or how to contact Aaron, go to our podcast page on our website at jpsnonprofit.com. So Aaron, let's go ahead and jump right in. And I think I think it's a good idea, to, even for my own mind and our listeners, can you tell me how you would define volunteer impact? Sure. That's a great question. I, I think you can, you can roughly define volunteer impact in a couple different ways. Um, we, we think about volunteer impact, for example, on how it might impact your organization. So what, is, what are volunteers doing to help you deliver services that, that are helping you achieve your mission? So what level involvement might they have in your operations, in your administration? You know, what's, what's the in-kind value of their time to your organization? Do they donate financially? What are the things that they're doing to make your organization more effective as a business or as an organization? Um, and this type of impact is, is a little bit easier to track, right? You're, you're talking mostly about output, you know, things like how much, how many, uh, et cetera. But when we talk about a broader impact, volunteer impact in the community, I think that's when, when we really get into what uh, the, the things that we really want to be measuring. So what, what are you doing in the community? Not just what did you do, but what did you change? And that's a really hard thing to measure. Um, it, it's not always easy to know what questions to ask to get at that information, but really that's, that's why people are coming to you to donate their time and their talent. It's, it's because they, they want to be a part of, of your mission and they want to help you change um, based, on, based on the issue area that you're focused on. But it's extremely intimidating, especially for, for the nonprofit sector. So as you think about um, measuring impact, of the volunteers, why do you think it's important for nonprofits to do take the time to do this? Like, what have you seen as some of the benefits? Well, I think I think really the the best benefit is that it's it's one of the best ways to recruit volunteers to your cause. 
So, um, I, you know, volunteerism was down in, in, you know, statistically had been down in the years right up leading up to the pandemic in Cincinnati, the, the dip had been more um, pronounced even than national trends. So I think we need to make a better case to the community at large that volunteering is a good use of their time, that, that, that it's, it's worth their investment, that there are, there are challenges we need to come together to solve. Um, and, in, and in a world of limited resources, we need people to donate that time and that talent. I think, um, you know, starting there, why is volunteerism impactful? And then, and then we can also try to win people to our specific cause. But I think the um, being able to, to clearly articulate not just what you're going to do when you volunteer with an organization, but what it is that you're going to be a part of and what the, your fundamental goal here is to deal with a specific community challenge and, and be able to explain to people by, you know, when you volunteer, this is what you will have done uh, when, when, you've, when you've served with us. So you've seen it where it not only in your mind is helpful in recruitment, but in retention. Of course. Yeah. I, because, you know, the, the reason people stay is because they believe they're continuing to have that impact. Um, mm -hmm. Why does it continue to be a good use of your time? I mean, that's, you kind of have to make a proactive case to people, not just once, but in an ongoing way, and then give them a way to see the impact of their service. Um, and that's not, not all of us are doing direct service work. Some of us are doing advocacy. Some of us are kind of working at the 10,000 foot level to have bigger policy level change. But there still has to be some recognition that we can tie your activities, your efforts, your, your donated talent to, um, to a change that, that we have made in the past year or the past five years. Yeah, so I guess this sort of leads, I think, nicely into the next question is, what do you see as some of the challenges nonprofits need to consider to effectively measure volunteer impact? Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, uh, we talk a lot at, at Kava, our, our members talk a lot about the challenges to this. Um, I, I think the, the I mean, I, I would break it down into three kind of distinct categories, <laughs> three, three key obstacles here. I think the first one is that most of us don't know how. Um, it, you know, you, you've heard us define uh, impact. I, I think different people would define it differently. I think um, most of us in social services don't come into the field with a background in research methods or survey development, market analysis, program evaluation. It, it's harder to perform this type of stuff in-house. You know, many of us are accustomed to wearing multiple hats and filling multiple roles, but it's harder to kind of stretch into that, uh, given our existing skill sets. Um, and that and that kind of relates to the second big reason, which I think is capacity and resources. It, it's um, it's difficult to find a source of unrestricted funds, for example, that might you know let organizations really invest in anything outside of their their direct program expenses. You know, related to their service delivery, it's harder to to find and hire and pay for a position that's related to data and impact measurement, or even to hire a consultant. Um, and, and you know, that it takes a long-term commitment to measure impact. I mean, you can't, you can't just turn around and decide, okay, I'm gonna look over my shoulder and what did we do this past year? And let's, let's figure out what we did. In some cases, you may not have been collecting the information you need to, to gather that, that data. You, you may not have the bank of, of uh, information that would let you look through it and see what did we change? What are, what can, what did we track over time? Um, and so that, and the third big thing I think is really, it, people might be just scared to figure out uh, what they might learn, you know, um, especially for, for nonprofits have been doing something really well for a long time. Why would you rock that boat? I mean, you, you, 
Or what if you invest all these resources into an impact analysis, but it's not clear? Um, you know, you you don't know what difference you're making. Or worse, what if you do learn and it's not the information you want? I mean, that people can perceive that as a threat. I mean, I I think in practice, I found that to be very rare, where where organizations doing good work all of a sudden discover they're not as effective as they thought they were. But I I think it's worth I you know I would argue, and what we talk to our members about is that it's always worth asking the question. And it can only help you better quantify the impact that you're having in the community. That can only serve you and your programs better. Before we get back to our interview, need help recruiting experienced and qualified applicants for your nonprofit job openings? Posting your job openings with the Greater Cincinnati Nonprofit News will help you reach thousands of experienced nonprofit professionals each week. To learn more, Go to our jobs page at jpsnonprofit.com. Well, so when it comes to tracking, can you share some maybe a little more specific of the kind of things you have tracked or you've seen some of the other members track when it comes to volunteer impact? Like what kind of data would they be tracking just to give our listeners a little more detail? Sure. I So w- one example is that... Um, you know, we we have members that that engage in uh, work related to um, fall prevention and fall prevention education. So when our volunteers are, um, and 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 we do this at P- people working cooperatively as well. If our volunteers are making in-home interventions, you know, installing a grab bar, putting in a handrail, or um, helping helping people reduce clutter in the home, one of the things that we want to be able to track is did that person have uh, fewer experiences of falls over over a period of time, whether that's six months or a year. Um, did any of the the kind of knowledge or skills or attitudes we tried to impart through our our educational program did that stick? And did that lead to other changes in people's lives? Not just the the incidence of of fall or injury, but what are were they more comfortable speaking to their physician about you know staying safe at home? Um, those are so we track that uh, by by survey use. Um, and we've seen other organizations do the same thing. Um, you know, Rebuilding Together does this with their um, some of the, the fall prevention initiatives that they do. Um, and so over, over the course of a year, you would go back and track, did you, you, know, did you have fewer incidences of falls? Did you have, um, were you more comfortable speaking to your doctor? And then you're measuring not just what did volunteers do in that house? So you can certainly say, okay, we volunteers put in 20 grab bars last year. You could say, uh, what percentage of those people that we assisted experienced a reduction in incidence of falls? You know, what, what percentage of people were then um, able to talk to their family about transitioning to um, a safer living arrangement? Those are the types of things that your volunteers may want to know. Uh, you know, what, what did their specific work lead to in terms of community impact? No, I like that because I, I think initially when I asked it, I was in my mind thinking, you know, what would you ask volunteers? But what you're saying makes perfect sense that you actually have to take it down to the folks you serve so that you can really see the impact that those volunteers had. And so, no, that makes perfect sense, um, as you said, to get sort of to the deeper impact that the volunteers have, as opposed to just installing the grab bar. Actually, what did that grab bar, the... the um, ideal outcome that less falls. That's right. And I, and I think that's, that really highlights the difference between reporting process outputs 
you know, what, what did you do? How many, where, how often, what did it cost to impact? What did you change? What was the result of the, of that work? Um, what, what really, what did you really affect in, in the community that you're serving? So can you tell us a little bit more about how the Cincinnati area volunteer administrative network or CAVA, you know, how do you help your members? How do people get involved? Um, because now does someone have to be the, the, the volunteer coordinator to be a part of this or administrator? Can someone be an executive director who has that as part of their work? Or, you know, sir, tell me a little bit about more about your organization. Definitely. So the, the, the Cincinnati Association of Volunteer Administrators is really, it's membership-based. That's, that's the strength of our network is all the people that have joined our organization, that participate in our monthly meetings, that um, add their, their experience and their skill sets to our, our, our skill builder sessions um, that, that strengthen our network that way. Anybody can get involved. I mean, we, we target people that manage unpaid labor for a living, but we also welcome people that are kind of volunteer adjacent. People, you know, not all organizations have a dedicated volunteer manager or coordinator. Really, we want to be a resource for um, this particular piece of the nonprofit sector that engages the community in, in their mission. And there are specific skill sets that make people more effective at that. And that's, um, there aren't a lot of other opportunities for people in the nonprofit sector and the volunteer management piece to, to really specifically develop their skill set as volunteer leaders, as managers, as, as um, advocates for their mission. So this is a space for us to do that. And we, we try to provide, um, you know, once a month at our, at our meetings, we try to provide some specific skill builder topic that, that we think would benefit members um, in and around volunteer management. So if they want to learn more about your association, are you on the, do you have a website or how would they best reach out? Yeah, so they can, certainly they can reach out to me. Uh, they, uh, they can go to cincicava.org to our website and, and find out how to register. Um, we, we have different rates depending on the organization you represent and how many folks, but ultimately um, the, the value comes from active participation in, in the organization. So um, we, we would be, uh, we'd be happy to speak to anybody that's interested in joining. Absolutely. So our time's about up. Any final thoughts? Um, perhaps just um, one, of, one of the things that we've talked about, I just want to make sure uh, we, we can emphasize is that, um, you know, we really need to just go beyond describing what we do. So, and whether that's punching tickets at an entrance or painting the walls of the VFW or unloading trucks or reading books aloud, um, let's, let's, let's start talking about what volunteers are going to change because of their efforts. Yeah, and I really, I really think, Aaron and I, and very sincerely, because I've been in the nonprofit community like a long time, and I think this is a topic we don't talk about enough. And I think I think you were wise in picking volunteer impact as opposed to recruitment. I mean, mm -hmm. not that that's not important, but this actually was about recruitment in some way. But I think people, my perception is many nonprofit leaders don't take the time to really think about this. And yeah, I think sure. it challenges them to take a deeper look. Yeah. Well, I, I hope it has that impact. I, I would agree with you. I think that's, yeah. that's something we all need to get better at. Okay. Well, thank you, Aaron. And thanks again so much for being on our show. Um, so are you ready to share your joke? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, uh, this came from my coworker's uh, nine-year-old daughter, and, uh, and I'm a drummer, so this hits home. 
What what did the drummer name his twin daughters? What did his drummer name his twin daughters? Anna one, Anna two. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's great. I, I In my mind, I kept thinking, what is he going to say here? So you really got me on that one. I didn't figure that one out. That's very good. Thank you. Good, good, good. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, it's easy to share our podcast with your colleagues, board members, and volunteers. You can listen and share our episodes from our podcast page on our website at jpsnonprofit.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for Nonprofits Let's Cut to the Chase.